I I wasn't recording. I literally no, I'm recording it. Well. Hello. <laughs> Oh. Hello and welcome back. Hello, Hell, yeah, I'm here. I was here. I was. Are we? Here? No, we make, we were here last week. I yeah. wasn't here in between last week and this week. Uh, but I'm here. Hello, Nevada is nice this time of year. It was 29 in my tent. I mean, unless you're prepared to deal with it, right? Like snow camping is also a thing. People snow like doing it. Thing. I got to figure out some sort of heater situation. I'm not entirely convinced that those propane in your tent heaters are safe. I, I get that they think that they're safe, but um, I don't know if you guys know. Recently, there was an air quality study but done here in California by AQI. Uh, not AQI. Uh, AQI is an air quality index. Um I don't remember the agency's name and they published a report and said, basically you shouldn't be using uh, gas burners anymore. The air around them is extremely toxic. Like you shouldn't be using gas to cook ever or yeah, like basically. you shouldn't. Hmm. <laughs> I, don't... Uh, yeah, it... I did hear about that. Yeah. It says that the indoor air basically is heavily polluted by gas cooking. It's polluted by cooking in general. You know, when you start to smoke oil and stuff in a pan, that pollutes the air as well. Right. Um, but, yeah. Uh-huh. I guess it comes down to uh, how do you measure pollution and is that harmful, right? People have been cooking with gas for hundreds of years, and I don't know that that's been the reason their health has been bad necessarily, you know? No, I think it's but one of those. I guess, you know, as yeah. We, as we start to uh, remove other toxins from the home, you know, what else is left to look at? We're not yep. all breathing asbestos all the time anymore, so we got to look at other things. I guess I got to feel like your propane griddle uh, for camping is probably not the problem here, and they're no. really more worried about like, hey, why does every single restaurant have a gigantic gas-fired stove in a tiny kitchen, you know? Mm, maybe, yeah. I The things they have that I was thinking of was the little propane heaters, and I didn't know if I wanted to be stuck in a tent with a burning propane thing. Yes, yeah, I'd, I'd be leery about that. Anything that can catch my tent on fire. They yeah, say that they they shut off when if they detect a tilt, but like it's still hot, and your tent is made out of some form of plastic, basically. So I would think I would only want to. I would only be okay with it if it was somehow able to be like suspended near the top of the tent. In such that all the gas is now going up the vent at the top, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's hot. You're now hanging it from something. That thing is also probably plastic. The tents aren't, like, particularly structural up there, you know? Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how any of that would work. So I don't, I, I don't know that I would be doing it either. I can't blame you. Well, this isn't how I expected to start the podcast, but uh, there you have it. Here we are. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, JJ, tell me about Mastodon. I don't know how it works. I can't figure it out. I mean, it's it it's like email, basically. How is Mastodon like email? I don't get it. Isn't it? Uh, on, uh yeah. So you basically like uh, you join Mastodon, then your tweets become emails or something like that. No the the way. Okay, the way uh, it is like email in that the it is federated, which is a like really complicated term, meaning everyone runs their own servers and all the servers talk to each other. Okay. But you can like run your own server and not talk to anyone too. That's fine. If you don't want certain servers in there, you can just kick them out and say, I won't accept traffic from them. Ah. And, hmm. So... Which is which is also how email works, right? People can run their own email servers and you then can just block just, a domain. You can just block domains and you can just say, no, I won't accept any of this. And or I, I refuse to, you know, do any sort of filtering. And then you just fill your inbox with spam constantly. Um, so that leads to some weird things where like then you have to, you know, and your your address looks like an email address then, right? You have your like at name 
at and then the after the second at is the server you're on and so you know uh, old school wow right kind of yeah in that you have to follow someone on the server they're on and then hopefully your server has links with that server so that you can get their stuff on your feed if they don't or their stuff is disallowed for whatever reason maybe the policies of your server or whatever then you won't see them because they're not allowed right Hmm. why wouldn't Um, everyone have their own server uh because setting up servers is a hassle why do you do you run your own email server not exactly yeah so like why would you do that for this right okay Uh, and and there's like a billion servers with like you know different policies and things that you know you can join the main mastodon one mastodon.social and they just have like you know normal rules and they kind of are connected to most things and if you really want to join one about hiking there's probably one about that or you want to and then you know like by default if you aren't following anyone you'll see more stuff from probably only stuff from within your server so they know it's like about topics that i care about and the people here are people that are probably interested in the same stuff as me and yada yada so it's like it's new i don't know i was gonna make that same parallel that's exactly what i thought of too it's also definitely like a lot more direct right you're not getting like unless you're going and looking for it you're not getting like random people promoted into your timeline you're not getting ads you're not getting like random stuff added there if no one's talking there's just nothing to see so it's like discord and reddit merged together yeah kind of it has like a lot of like twitter parallels too but it is a it is a different thing do i think it's going to catch on i don't know maybe maybe not it doesn't seem like it has gained a ton of steam and i will say it's definitely confusing to join <laughs> and it is a hassle so i can you know well, you're really selling it to me that's a big barrier right there but once you're there like it seems to work just fine you know if there's people you like on the like anything else it's about who's there right and if you're interested in following those people that are there you can okay Alrighty, uh that was just a side thought i don't know why uh last week we did a real fun episode where we each brought two topics to the episode and passed the mic around and kind of uh you know we i don't know it was more like a um it was talk a show salon style. salon Good like, lord, what a good a uh, a uh, word. Yeah. Quick topics. Yes. Fun topics. Uh keen observers will note I said two each. Oh, we didn't do two each cuz <laughs> we talk a lot. Uh so I'm going to do my second one right now. This narrative continuity, I like it. Mhm. Mhm. So this is you know, we're now actually in the episode JJ at the end of last episode you had the last topic that we were able to get to, and it was a good one. It was about game guides. And it was funny because that was the first time we talked about games the whole episode. Um, if I had just led with this one instead, we would have talked about games twice in the episode. <laughs> I wanted to g- give you guys a brain exercise because something happened recently. Baseball ended this season. And... um part of that was the world series but the other part of that was the mvp in the american league which many people thought should have been shohei otani instead it was aaron judge from the yankees baseball players are ranked by a lot of statistics right mhm it's very true uh, a lot of statistics. Could you argue too many statistics? Yeah, I mean, they've started to try and whittle it down to war and slug, I think. Or maybe OPS Plus. I don't know which ones they think are the most important now. War definitely is out there, yeah. But and that's yeah. actually why we're talking about this question. Because I wanted to know if you were gonna rank baseball players, 
how would you do it if you had to put them into an RPG instead of like a sports game? What stats mm. would you use, right? Like the uh Meow DB, is that right, Michael? Yeah. They have the tiered uh Octopath characters and in their tiers they have tons of stats, uh, elemental DPS, physical DPS, uh defense breaker ability all that sort of stuff and they come up with a number at the end of it 8.3.1 they take all the stats and they can crunch them into a single number they put them in a stat line but as we were discussing the other day i have tressa in my lineup and tressa is supposedly not very good overall though at this point in the game any five star is good and and we're lucky to have them but long term, right? She won't be good. But for our purposes and for many purposes, she's great. She has a three hit spear. She has a wind attack. She can sidestep. She can tank. She can taunt. A lot of things would say she's actually probably a pretty good character. And yet because of her really low damage and slowness, she's not even near the top tier. Otani this past season struck out a whole mess of people he had i believe the most strikeouts and the most home runs by a player in a single season since babe ruth and i think he beat them those statistics important to important to note those statistics are on opposite sides of where the stats are usually calculated right so it's like a batting statistic and a pitching statistic right in fact if you look someone's statistics up Almost all of their statistics are offensive statistics, right? I looked up Otani's statistics on baseballreference.com. Everything here is an offensive statistic. Because, like, that's the vast majority of players, right? Mm-hmm. Like, most players aren't pitchers. Right. And who most, are the, who most are the pitchers, exceptions? Right. Most pitchers, you don't really care about their offensive statistics because, well, especially now, because a lot of them just don't bat anymore. Universal DH. Where was that? Oh, pitching stats. Yeah, so the guy pitched 166 innings this year, right? Uh, Aaron Judge has no pitching stats to go off of. So, uh, you know, that's like when in um, Octopath, a character just doesn't have debuff stat, but another character might, right? Yeah. So if you had to think on how you would rank baseball players by stats and how if you could get down to a single number that you thought was the most important number even if it wasn't war what would it be see we would have talked about games kind of that's interesting because you really got to go into the philosophy of what makes a good rpg right because really the the thing that makes rpgs i don't know the thing about rpgs right is you start off at the bottom and your your statistics grow throughout the game right right so you eventually become you know like all powerful by the end and i mean and, statistics over the course of a baseball season change right and you might start off really good stats and lower or really bad stats and raise depending on you know with 10 innings pitched versus 160 innings pitched well i'm just saying that you need to if you're following that mold of trying mm-hmm. to be like an rpg you want to find statistics that can kind of like trend up, you know, as opposed to stuff that would, you know, fluctuate, right? That's not really how statistics work in an RPG typically. Okay. Um, so like, you know, I guess I, I don't know what you would use as the equivalent of experience in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Um at bats maybe yeah yeah but do you need experience to rank a player i mean overall it once i it so so the stats when you rank a player or I, I guess not a player but when you rank a character are based on their max stats right you never ba- rank them along the way really because it's not fair you know yeah okay that sure. that's true so then it's just like, you know, what what would be the appropriate stats to rank the characters? 
And yeah, I mean, like, I think a lot of the advanced baseball statistics are trying to be that, right? Like war, OPS plus, those kinds of things are really trying to like get at the idea of like, how good is this person at being a hitter generally? Mm -hmm. The problem is a lot of those statistics then don't account for the reverse side of like, can this guy actually like get someone out? <laughs> or yeah, how well they do you defend your position? Are they standing in right field like catching pot flies? I mean, there are there are stats for fielding, right? Fielding stats, um, errors per season. Uh, I mean, it's hard. It's hard when like an Aaron Aaron Judge was a DH. He never saw the field, so he has literally no. I guess no, that's not true. He played some games in the right field probably i know he played outfield so yeah they, but it, they stick the best half, hitters in the outfield typically yeah. yeah but like a third of his games he played at dh right um so his stats are skewed in that sense um i'm ballparking obviously i don't know every stat about everything it was just an interesting thought that i had pop into my head because i was like if these people that I know about baseball better than me are ranking these players together and one pitches and the other is just an outfielder, not just, but is an outfielder. How do you come up with a stat that, that puts them together? War, I can just give you an average here. So twin, uh, Aaron Judge's war is a 10.6 and Otani's war is a 9.6. But look at what teams they're on, right? Does uh, is <laughs> Do you wait what teams they're on? Like, does Aaron Judge's 10.6 get a multiplier because he's on the Yankees or does Otani's get a, a higher grade because he's on the Angels? It feels like something you should factor in. Yeah, right. Because, you know, they have to sort of be a product of the the game they're playing, you know. But I think like the unfortunate truth here is that, you know, the MVP award is not something awarded in a vacuum to the actual best player. Oh, it right? often goes to a player who makes the postseason, right? That's every sport, though, right? Right. It is it's every, every award in every sport. And, you know, people that make a big, splashy, you know, record-breaking thing are the ones who get noticed for these sorts of things. Sure. And Judge had a, you know, all-time year in terms of home runs, breaking a very important milestone. And therefore, people were like, you know, he was he was almost guaranteed to win, right? Yeah. And is that fair? I Certainly arguments, you know, can be made by, you know, folks of all stripes there. But in terms of just, you know, on the face of it, like, what do you do? I don't know. It's really tough, especially because, again, like players like Otani are so unusual. There just aren't players that do that. Yeah. I mean, you could put Judge up against a Mike Trout and it's really easy, right? They're both outfielders. They both have games where they play at DH and don't play in the outfield. They they both have, or, you know, a guy like Juan Soto. Sure. Um or, you know, other insert guy who crushes home runs frequently and doesn't play, you know, a lot of other positions. Yeah, you know, every team I feel has close to one of these type of people. Yeah, I think I think my issue with trying to pin down a stat is that there's not a single stat that takes into account the whole package of a player because there doesn't really need to be. Right. Not not for baseball, the way that it's tracked. You don't need to say, well, my, you know, my catcher uh, bats 50 points below uh, a potential other catcher that I could bring in. But he can gun anyone down trying to steal a base and block the plate like nobody's business. Right. There's no stat that takes all of that into account and gives them a ranking. Yeah, I mean, war is supposed to do that. Um in terms of combining offenses and defensive statistics. So you'd find a way to incorporate a catcher's throwout rate or whatever. But I don't feel like in general, maybe I'm just not making my point entirely clear. I don't feel like in general, when you're ranking uh, characters in an RPG, things are weighted so much differently than just diluting every number on every stat, offensive and defensive side of the ball down to one thing a lot of times it really just comes down to well Fiora's up there because she's just so good at damage that you can't ignore her right like 
I mean, the the important thing, though, it, you know, is the the RPG game, it, like especially the one you're talking about, doesn't have a lot of ways for you to interact with the system other than to hit the guy for a lot of damage. Yeah. And so right? Aaron so, and Judge gets like, MVP because his one stat sticks out, 62 home runs. Right? Boom. Right. MVP. Top tier character. And in in the RPG, you know, like Octopath, like you're talking about, the character that does the most damage is similarly going to get that top ranking because yeah. that's the verb that you get in this game, right? Like so, hitting people. So instead of us trying to come up with the stat and debate it for a while... What stat, if you were going to rank a character in, from you know in our baseball RPG, would you weight on putting the character in your uh what that your your ten man nine man party whatever <laughs> I don't want, I don't know how many pitchers we need to keep in our party. Uh, <laughs> well, it depends what the game is, right? Like that's why I'm saying it matters. Like, are you making a game where you're playing as the batter trying to hit the ball? Mm-hmm. Then I want the dude that hits home runs. Right? Are you making a game where the fielding is the game? You know, or is this like a pitcher who throws 12 strikeouts a game? Exactly. Or is this MLB the show and you're playing all the sides? Well, then you need to have a mix of people and you can't really say one thing is the best thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. these, the the type, the game you're playing has an effect on the statistic that matters here. Like in Octopath, the verb is hit the people. And so the debuffers and the people that do the damage are the ones that are important. Conversely, in your baseball game, like what is the game? If it's yeah, like you know a, it, a fun but, batting okay. game, then right. like I, I want the dude but who hits the ball the hardest. To, to counter, to counter, you have characters that do do things on both sides, even in a game where the verb is hit. Viola, viola, viola? We're, we're using yep. mm-hmm. uh, we're using Octopath because we're playing it a lot. Gets a lot of value for being a massive debuffer. Kurtz is in my party a lot of times because he has anti-attack on the other team, right? That's like defense. Uh, and yes, is one of the best characters that I have now because of her massive healing ability. That's defense. I have defense and offense in my crew, right? And like, just because you have Fior, if they're not weak to sword, AKA they put in the left-hander against your right-hander, then Fior is not that good. So you have to build an entire baseball team, offense and defense. You're making a salient argument against the tier ranking. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, I agree with you. And you. If you just fill your party with all the characters that are top tier, I think you'll probably have a really bad party and not be able to do a lot of things. I mean, you'll probably like face roll through some things because your characters are just so good. But once you get to the hard stuff, it won't work anymore, right? Because you're you don't have a you don't have the healer, you don't have the debuffer, you don't have the regen, you don't have the whatever the thing you need to get through the challenge. Yeah, especially this game where as it gets as you go further, more and more specialized parties are needed. So is like baseball they, already an RPG then? The job towers. Oh, uh, what I mean, people job? play. Oh, good. Oh, I was just, I cut him off before he got to say something about the job towers. And I was just going to say once it like that be, that intensifies even more once they introduce the job towers and you have to have full parties of yeah you have to one of everything right yeah hmm well that is I mean, you, know, you asked maybe. if baseball is already an RPG I did yeah. I mean people play fantasy baseball right that's basically what you're asking for should i play fantasy baseball no yeah <laughs> i don't think that's a good idea at all did you did you enjoy keeping up with fantasy football nope do you think that you would want to do that but on a way 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 more complicated scale and for a lot longer no i think you just answered your own question there also isn't uh, isn't baseball coming back soon supposedly Man, I, I no. can't tell they they told me in an email to sign in and download the app thing and then nothing seems to really be happening what they have is called fall ball and all the players are be like once a week it seems ish 
the players are being spat out of a black hole, mm-hmm. one to each team. Okay. And so rosters are being built. That's all that's happening. Do we have There's teams? No, no, I mean, the same teams are there. Oh, okay. I didn't know if uh, teams were not the same anymore. Uh, it, I, unclear. I mean, ba- baseball. <laughs> um, but the there are uh, every fall, right? They say uh, is the name for it, and uh, it twenty four players come out, so you get you know one for each team. Um, or that's how it has been thus far. Yeah. Who knows how any of this will actually work or what will happen? They're only doing one of these a week too, right? Yeah, it's it's one player a week. That's like a lot of time before they actually get full enough teams to play. Why is that? I think there's only been three or four. Mm. I don't know, dude. (laughs) Ask the devs. What are they doing? I don't know. But like, I don't want to say it's a good way to kill interest in your game because they obviously have interest in their game. But they went from being a thing that everyone was checking in on all the time, including us. And um, now it's just like, even if you're into it a little bit, not a lot of it, the people that are into it a lot of it are doing stuff on Discord that I know nothing about. And I don't want to demean their uh, side thing where they're doing lots of story stuff and all that and having a good time with the ARG or whatever it is. But uh, for casuals like myself that just wanted to do the game part of the game, it's kind of like, when am I going to remember this? So they have said... Uh, at least uh, some stuff publicly that the reason they took such a long time off is they were really burning out after the amount of work they had to do to make the like current one and keep up with the crazy evolution. And they were hoping to sort of restart and develop it in a way that doesn't alienate people by it getting so insanely complicated so fast. It did. (laughs) It really did. And so they wanted to start over with something that's like more simple and sustainable for them in a way that they could keep it going all the time without having to murder themselves like they sort of were to keep the pace that they had been going on. This seems wise. So that sort of was their like the thing that they had said publicly. I don't know really what, you know, has happened since then. Um, They have said that they want to be able to allow players and teams to communicate with each other through the app and not have to like join discords and other things like that. Um, which is great, right? Like allow people, you know, for voting and things like that, allow people to coordinate within the thing rather than having to create, you know, external spaces where you have to like, Oh, find out here's what you should vote for these various things. If you know a guy and person X does Z and like, no, like, you know, keep that in their thing. That's a smart idea. But other than that, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, like they're, uh, I think they're out there talking about stuff, but you know, they haven't really, there isn't really any game being played yet. So there's sort of no way to know. Okay. Well, there's your baseball update sometime. Yeah. Maybe they wait for opening day now at this point, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you think with like actual baseball, they just sort of drag this on till then? That'd be interesting. I mean, you know, if we've, how many how many players are on a a, ba- a regular baseball roster? And if you get one a week, it's going to take a few months to get there, right? Yep. Yep. True. When does well, baseball actually start? Spring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah buddy. It mm. does. Start it might be a while. Spring. Okay. <laughs> Hard to it, keep up with it all. Dude, it's impossible, and um, I'm starting to have trouble keeping up with Octopath, Champions of the Continent. Are you guys keeping up? I, I'm way, way behind you now. I mean, are you, though? Because, like, you know, there's only a couple story chapters in terms of that that you're behind us. Yeah, it just be, be pretty... the amount of... Oh, man, I didn't mean to be yawning in the middle of my sentence. I just mean the amount of time... Uh, invested stuff seems like I have now maybe you guys have sacred weapons and they're all upgraded and Michael's about to turn Elvis into a five star I haven't finished any of the new story chapter I I just think uh, this is not a complaint it's just getting to be a lot of uh, stuff going on in that game 
like that you can do overall? I think it's, you know, it's a matter of where you're investing your time, right? I've invested my time on pushing through all the story stuff and upgrading my weapons and stuff. But I know for a fact you guys have been running manual hunts. I haven't been doing that. I know you guys have done a bunch of the traveler stories. I haven't done any of that stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, I, my Elvis is not even close to being a five star. <laughs> I'm not even actively trying to do that. That's not something I'm going to spend any time working on probably. You know, so it's just a matter of where you're investing the time. If, you know, you just spend your time running those story chapters, you'll get it done in a week, you know, playing every day. Like, I think that wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Well, where are you guys at? I'm just curious. I've been gone. I haven't played. Um, have you all beaten the new cups? Have you beaten the level 80 hard person in the other world hunt area? I, I'm just curious how you're still, if you're still liking the game. I didn't expect to still like the game, honestly, uh, this long, considering it was a gotcha. And yet, it's so forgiving and you don't need you don't need to chase anything ever to play the game. Yeah. So and like yeah. it's just doing the daily doesn't doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I think that's just a sign of, of a well balanced game. And a game that doesn't care about having the best and the most and the you know, getting every dollar out of you for every single thing, right? Yeah. You know, because like I, I haven't I haven't beaten beaten any of the cups. I have done the preliminaries for several of them because it's a great source of a whole bunch of rubies. Andrew, if you need if you're worried about not having enough rubies for stuff, my guy. Well those prelims are easy. I mean, yeah. other than do the some. two two hundred we're spending a week basically to just do the two hundred a week. Um I'm sitting at about thirty eight hundred rubies after having pulled really hard but not all the way super hard into sparking you know what i mean um for and yes because i needed some sort of healing i didn't have the best healer i had was menno <laughs> not terrible but like not good yeah not yeah, a great option either yeah i have done a lot of that stuff but i haven't actually beaten any of those cups i have a lot of the high-end weapons now because <laughs> I have, there's nothing to, farming those sacred weapons is really easy now. You just go to one place, you farm the monsters there until you feel like you're good. You do all mm -hmm. the elites in this one dungeon. That's it. That's the only place you need to go. You don't have yeah, to do anything sacred else. Is, sacred is much easier than the, the previous three in terms of just ease of farming. Go to that dungeon, kill all the elites in there every day farm as many of the regular enemies for the other materials as you feel like doing go upgrade your stuff and then eventually when you want to do the final upgrade level you need a battle tested weapon so go do those fights um when you need that battle tested weapon which you know maybe do those fights anyway because the battle tested weapon is better than all the levels of the sacred up until the last one really oh yeah battle do andy the battle tested yeah. weapons are level 60 they are crazy strong they're better than everything that isn't level four yes oh especially in the arena where you don't get grade bonuses yeah like if you get start getting those bt weapons your power jumps dramatically they're going to be like 50 60 100 points stronger than the next best thing because all the other things other than sacred end at what three i think uh, all, no. all of them have fours, right? But all the fours require a battle-tested weapon. A stamp sword goes to three. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Maybe they make a stamp four that requires a battle-tested weapon in the future. I don't know. Does Innocent upgrade? Yes. Okay. Huh. And Tyrannical and... What's the other one? Fenrir. Fenrir, yeah. Uh, Michael, where are you at? So um, I have done, I beat the Tikulin Cup and I have done all but the the Cup Champions for Glossom and Varkin. Uh, and I feel like in both cases, I'm just a little bit lacking in one particular type of DPS to be able to put a solid team together. So like for, for Glossom, I don't have enough dark DPS. 
to really feel like I can, I can make a go of it. And, and maybe that's not true. Maybe if I actually tried to craft a team, I could make some pretty good progress. But that's just kind of what it feels like. Um, but other than that, I'm just kind of in a little bit of maintenance mode, um, doing the daily stuff, and then uh, farming up some sacred weapons. Um, kind of unsure if I'll keep doing that for the next couple of days since the next weapon tier comes out on Wednesday. It does not. Uh, it does. No. Um, there is some debate. There is some debate over whether or not it will drop with all four levels unlocked, though. What? Why are they dropping another weapon tier right away? It's been a week. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen some speculation on that too. That. A lot of times Square Enix, when they have a game that is um, that has a version in Japan and then a different version for global, they like to keep them about six months apart. Like that's the cadence difference they like to have and that they are trying to catch us up to that point where we're only six, consistently six months behind Japan. Put, put the six month stuff in like the uh, the team, the team snapshots or the the npc that gives they, me all this stuff in <laughs> nameless town. are they at it are they adding another chapter to the story then michael because where um, are you going to get the new weapons yes they're adding a new chapter to the story so we get a new city um we get the next upgrade for nameless town the alpaca farm um i think those were the two big things and then the next tier of weapons comes with the new city what is the next tier so it would be 64, I guess. Yes. Uh, Twilight, I think, is the next tier. Hmm. I think that's what it's called. Hmm. So farming sacreds is even out for me at this point. I should just go get those BTs and wait another three months and see what's going on. Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say the way the upgrade system works, the BTs never go out of style, man. So you're never hurting yourself. You might as well start farming those BTs now. I want to say that after the, the it's two sets of three um, for up the first rounds of upgradable weapons. I want to say after that sixth one drops, there's a different kind of upgrading. So you don't need BTs anymore beyond that. Hmm. You don't okay. need BTs beyond sacred, then, is what you're saying? No, they're beyond not so twilight, and we'll get one more, and that those two plus sacred will be the second set of three, and that very last one, I think, is the last one that requires BT to upgrade to its max level. Oh, you know, also, uh, Andrew, you've noticed uh, as playing this game, as you go on, sort of the you know, there's always more right and getting the very top level of power is just an incremental increase from the next very top level of power i do like right? that it's not massive jumps so if you if you have a bunch of sacred fours uh like maybe michael and i do are we gonna rush and go upgrade all of those immediately to whatever the new one is for no probably now, if you're stuck in the arena and you absolutely need 10 more attack or whatever, maybe that's a good reason to have one of the Fenrir or the Tyrannical or the Innocent weapons, right? Because they have slightly different stats and those few points of stats may make the difference there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, generally, is that difference going to be the end of your team or probably not, right? Like... Five levels is going to be more damage than any of that other stuff. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, well, uh, since you guys are so good at giving me advice, I need another piece of uh, input, maybe. Should I uninstall okay. Forza? <laughs> Let me. Have you me... reached your... So you set... You set a an end goal line for yourself. Have you reached it? I, I, kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's say ninety percent. There's one achievement that I wanted to do that I don't seem to see how it unlocks. 
and so I've been just sort of playing to see if it would unlock randomly. I haven't looked it up to be fair, but I also didn't see seem like I would need to. Um, so I'm kind of at the point that like I, I sit down at the computer and I think about playing something other than Octopath for a little bit. And um, because Forza is such a good forever game, they are adding to it literally all the time still. I mean, they add new story chapters. It feels like every time I get on the computer and look at look at them. Uh, so I, to prevent myself from playing it, should I just uninstall it? What's the what? What is the thing that you do when you're like, I need to be done playing this, and I want to play something else? What's, I mean, what's the if inertia? I, if I don't need if I don't need the space, I won't necessarily uninstall it. I'll just move on to the next thing and start playing that. Yeah, I think the answer is you you play something else. Um, but you know, if you want to uninstall it and you can't you can't help yourself, you're unable to stop yourself <laughs> from opening opening Forza all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, uninstalling will will help you with that. Also, these days it's not like you lose anything to uninstall. You just clear this. You're clearing the space. All your files will get saved. That's true. It is all stored in the cloud these days, isn't it? Yeah. Depends on the service you're using. Um, folks, oh, be careful true. with that. <laughs> um, but yes, typically. It, I imagine the Game Pass stuff for sure is. Yeah, it uh, is. Uh, which has caused... Like, oh, I think I talked about Spirit Fair. It causes a problem with Spirit Fair because you can't save scum the the Spirit Fair game, right? You, you, It's stored in the cloud, so the minute it saves over, you know. Oh, uh, you could still save some games like that. You just have to try harder. <laughs> Get I, good. I, I know from experience. <laughs> I'm I'm not good enough. I gotta say, you can you can save scum games that save like constantly and save to the cloud. Um, I've done it with Dark Souls games and stuff. You can do it. It's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I do have free advice, by the way. I've talked about Forza enough. If people are playing it, uh, here's some free advice. It is paramount that you not spend all your points on the same car really the only value in spending your upgrade points in the cars is to get wheel spins and the wheel spins are more available on legendary cars so uh spend your points on legendary cars is what i'm saying okay good advice Let's close it out with some TV stuff because I want to hear your opinions. We haven't talked about it in person. We only posted it and lamented it a little bit in the group chat. The Witcher is having a new season uh, and then they're having another new season they've already booked for. So the upcoming season is season three and then there's a season four where they're going to change actors. Man, what a tragic story this is. DC ruins everything again. Do you think... Is there any chance it was planned and that they're doing some sort of time jump and they're changing actors? Thousand percent no. Yeah. Like this is I wanted to give they, it the benefit of the doubt. They drove up to Henry Cavill's house with a truck of money and we're like, Superman though? And he was like, I guess I'll take this dump truck of money. And then they're like, Well, what about the Witcher thing you're doing? He's like, Ah, dump truck of money. And they're like, Yeah, we get it. And so here you are. <laughs> yeah. Like, right? What else could it possibly be? Yeah, there's no there's no way as popular as the show was and as popular as he was in that role that there was planned obsolescence built into it. And like I I want to say like he himself has said how much he loved playing that character. He's like an actual fan of that source material and has like talked reverently about it and like how much he loved being able to do this and bring that character to life and like he took the role seriously and all this stuff but at some point the dump truck of money gets big enough you know it's a bummer man uh i think hem it's hemsworth it's liam hemsworth right that's taking over important yes. to say liam not chris hemsworth right yeah liam hemsworth's taking over um who also has said that he's a fan of the witcher uh so maybe but it'll be weird if he's going to play him exactly the same way as Henry Cavill did. It'll just seem like like a knockoff Henry, Henry Cavill kind of situation. Yeah. 
Right. And like those guys are both like big manly looking dudes, but they're not the same kind of body shape and look. Right. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do. Speaking of Netflix, I watched the Cyberpunk Edge Runners show. Oh, I've I've heard things. I have not tuned in yet. I think that maybe I missed out by not playing Cyberpunk a little bit. There's some like revelations of characters being in there. I'm like, who's this and why do I care? He seems cool. This is a cool looking guy. His character model is awesome. Is he in the game? I don't know. Uh it's a cool vibe that universe they created. If Cyberpunk the game is like that, I think I might need to play it uh, now that it's all fixed up and everything because it was fun. It was a nice system. It's animated in Japan. It's it's actual anime. And uh, it's the first... I wanted to talk about it for a second because the Japanese voice actors are no joke. Uh, I think it's Aoi Yuki who's in Octopath and Ken from Yu-Gi-Oh! fame is in there and a whole bunch of other big name Japanese voice actors are in there. It's anime. And yet I couldn't tell which language I wanted to watch it in. I listened to it both ways, multiple times, multiple episodes. I couldn't decide which one was better. There's something about the cyberpunk aesthetic that I was wondering which language would you listen to it in? Is the actual answer to listen to it in Chinese? I feel Shoot. like that's what I Shoot. feel like that's what a lot of cyberpunk ends up picking as their language that wins out. You know, it's like everyone is because I'm watching a movie, they're speaking English, but because it's dubbed into my language or whatever. But like they speak Chinese to each other in in universe or whatever. I feel like that is how that goes, or at least it does in Blade Runner a little bit. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right, I mean, in Blade Runner, I think they is it Chinese, or do they just have a bunch of Chinese words that are woven into their language? There, I remember in. Well, think it, of like Firefly. I mean, a lot of yeah, Firefly, but that's yeah, it's more space. I'm trying to think of. Hmm. Yeah, I think you end up with a lot of it. Uh, it's trying to think of like other space stuff they use Chinese a little bit. I don't know. It's a good question. I I don't know if the Chinese would sound what the Chi if it Chinese sounds good or bad because I don't I don't have any inkling of what Chinese is supposed to sound like. <laughs> right, like I know good Japanese voice acting when I hear it because I've listened to a lot of it. Hmm. I don't know. I think the aesthetic is uh, maybe what threw it off the most because it's anime. But what did we listen to? Um, I listened to what was that show? Oh, my gosh. Symphony of the Night. The um, Castlevania. Castlevania series Netflix, was anime. Yeah. And I listened to all that in English because the English voice actors were so high profile. Hmm. Well, anyway, it was a good show and something to think about if you're going to take it on. I would listen to both to see which one you like more. Okay. Especially mm -hmm. there's a, uh, there's, I think it's a six month time jump sometime in the middle of the series. It's not a huge spoiler to say this, um, but some of the characters change quite a bit in the time jump. And they sound different in English and in Japanese. And that is a big problem in terms of deciding. <laughs> mm, okay. But if you're into anime, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We didn't get to emulators today. You want to do that next time? Should we put a pin in it? Sure. Let's do it. Um, it's a big topic, I feel. So to close out the day, then... Um, JJ, Daniel, Rick should never race again in F1.
Ooh, harsh take. Are you are you just mad that your boy Kevin was on pole and got hosed? He got on tagged lap? on lap one of pole by Ricardo. I mean, he wasn't on. The problem is that there was a sprint race, right? And so he was on pole, and then he lost eight places in the sprint and was now next to Daniel Ricardo instead of being on pole. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude, that car can only lose places from the front, okay? I'm just saying, if the sprint race hadn't happened, then he would have been starting on the pole, and he would have just lost those eight places naturally during the race, and Ricardo wouldn't have hit him. Magnuson had pole, and Ricardo crashed him out of the game. <laughs> he could have finished in I the mean, points, JJ. I mean, he was starting eighth. Yeah. I mean, he could have. You never know. Yeah. I The... Uh, to be clear, right? He got pole under very weird circumstances. Yeah, they got Michael. lucky and timed their run right before the rain hit. Yeah, the rain hits, and all yeah. of a sudden, everyone's times are garbo immediately. Yeah. Right, Michael? <laughs> I know you hear us talk about F one a lot, and sometimes we don't talk about F one for weeks, and it's because it's a weird sport where things are expected to happen. Right? Verstappen is supposed to be at the front. Mercedes is supposed to be at the front. These races tend to finish roughly the same. Once you see the team strategies, you kind of know where the races are going. Right. There's no huge surprises most of the most of the time. And then we usually talk about F1 when there's rain. <laughs> and sure enough, there was rain. And sometimes you just know when to do what. And they did. They sent that guy out and they're like, this better be the fastest lap of your life because if you don't finish in time, it's going to be pouring rain on you while you're on slick tires. <laughs> yeah, it's like, get out right now. Gun in the hardest lap you can possibly do. The rain is coming. Sure enough. They did it. Put the floor, put the pedal down to the floor. Yep, and so this is how a semi-last-ish place back, team ends up with a Back of the midfield at most generous yeah <laughs> last ish place team gets a pole position and then finds it squandered by danny rick what a tragedy that guy's story has been in the last two years and it just is spiraling around the drain as teams think about picking him up he crashes out another car uh the latest scuttlebutt I heard about Danny Rick is he might be signing a reserve driver role for Red Bull this coming season. Yeah. Not even test uh, driver. No. Ouch. Well, a reserve driver is better than a test driver, right? Because the reserve driver is there every weekend. I guess. The test drivers, test drivers stay at the factory. They don't come out. Yeah, but at least the test driver gets <laughs> to drive the car. Yeah, there's that. A um, little more F1 news uh, while we're here. Your boy, Mick Schumacher, pour one out. Yeah, back to Sound, F2. Huh? Sounds, sounds like he's done. Uh, there Sounds like it is all but a done deal that Nico Hulkenberg will be replacing him next year. Uh, supposedly going to be announced later this week. Super, I'm not super happy about that, personally. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of Hulkenberg. He always seemed like immensely okay at best. Yeah. It's interesting that they're like, we got to find another German. Nico Hulkenberg. He's out there. Yeah. I I don't know why people have kept going to him. I I guess they're just like, well, I guess he doesn't crash. We can say that. <laughs> You know, it's like if a the bar. car finishes the race, there's a chance, right? <laughs> I guess. It's true. If it doesn't finish, you're not getting anything. That is that is a fact. Um, And um, it'd be hard to do worse than Schumacher's been doing. Yeah. yeah. I could, you, I, know, you could count on one hand the drivers that have done worse. Yeah, he and he and Joe, I think, both have gotten some like incredibly rotten luck this year. Um tough it's but really tough i mean you really want to see the guys succeed. right i mean an f3 champion an f2 champion son of a five-time world champion 
You seven times. Sorry, I don't know why I seven said five times. Time. Yeah, 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 seven time. Seven time world champion. You, you just want to see the guy succeed. I don't know if he would have been put in a better car if he would have succeeded. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Bummer. Well, let's not end on a down note. Uh. Uh, you want to talk about spicy drama? Yeah, spicy drama, not downers. Let's do it. Uh, Max Verstappen proving that he's still a jerk even after he's already won the world championship. Uh-huh. Uh, his, te- his teammate, Checo Perez, uh, is fighting for second place. Uh, and they have they give team orders to have Max pass Checo so that he can go past some people. He's been faster all race, right? Yep. And they're like, Max, go past some of these people up here to take points away from them so that Checo can, you know, gain points, you know, by proxy, right? Sure. The people are his competition. Checo is second right now, very close tied to someone from Ferrari. If he goes and passes these other people, they lose points. Checo then gains by, you know, omission or whatever. Uh, and then they say, you know, and if it doesn't work out at the end, we'll have you swap back, right? The end comes. They're like, all right, Max, we need you to slow down here and let Checo pass you so he can get the points. Max comes over the radio. He's like, I told you never to ask me that. I can't believe you would do this to me. No. And then doesn't and just steams through to the end. Wow. Nothing to play for. The guy is already the world champion. And he's just like, no, I won't help my teammate. Yep. Uh, I mean, he is the best driver out there. And, you know, and of course, Perez is like, oh, well, this really shows what kind of guy he is, you know? And then there's all this, this, uh, stuff in the social media about like, oh, this is Max getting revenge for Checo crashing out during Monaco and like all this stuff that's like, are these people holding grudges like that? That's wild. <laughs> I wish that people didn't behave the way they behave, and yet they do. Um, I would look, we have like two minutes to say this, right? They're all kind of like that. It's not like Lewis Hamilton hasn't done the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. You don't get to be number yeah. one driver in Formula One and uh, have no ego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also, it, it, if it, I was Max Verstappen, I wouldn't uh, think that Checo might not accidentally bump into me next time he needs to pass. Exactly. It's like, oh, okay, is this how it is? You need help from your teammates sometimes, Max. You think he's going to be really working to help you out next time? doubtful right but he's like oh we check oh we need you to hold someone up for max and he's like no 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 i tried oh dang he went to the left past me (laughs) yep yeah yeah no karma you know yeah i yeah but no you know what i mean (laughs) the teams want to win too much for there to be that much karma they push this stuff to the side and then they get rid of the number twos when it boils over. Same thing happened to Bodas. Yeah, not wrong. Just is what it is with this type of stuff. You can't um, expect them all to be good people. I really think, you know, I think they are good people off the track, I guess. But the egos on the track are just too big. Well, if you fine listener do not have too big of an ego. <laughs> Where could you send emails to? They can send them to podcast at weweregamers.com. We'd love to hear your humble brags or just brags, you know, whatever you want to send us. Oh, all the brags, humble and not humble. You send them all. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we were gamers at all those places. Uh, if JJ's feeling ambitious, we'll be on Mastodon. Remains to be seen. <laughs> Uh, and go check out our YouTube. Oh, yeah. We do do the YouTube, don't we? Hey, uh, final announcement. YouTube.com slash 
at we were yep. gamers. Okay, just Michael, you, you 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 said it. You said and it. And JJ just sent it too. Uh, YouTube.com slash at we were gamers. <laughs>